I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. This podcast is made possible by The Good Space. If you're a follower of our podcast, I'm assuming you're a fan of calmer vibes. In the same sense that people can dramatize the news, oftentimes the subject of spirituality and religion can be tense as well, which makes a lot of people miss out on the healing benefits that different spiritual practices can give. But I want to introduce you to a podcast that seeks to bust through all of those stereotypes and help you find peace in your life by carving out a safe space for you to explore different spiritual and emotional practices, free of judgment or pressure to conform. Only interesting conversations, actionable tools, and spiritual nourishment. The Good Space by Francesca Phillips is a calm, safe, and inspiring place that gives you the tools you need to dive deeper into your healing journey and find the emotional freedom you may be looking for. It's good vibes only. Hey, you guys, and happy Monday. So today we have a ton to go over in regards to the G20 and COP26 meetings. So this will take up most of our episode today, actually all of it, really, but there are a wide range of topics that some of which is kind of loosely related to the meetings. So But all really important, obviously, because so many major players are getting together in the same rooms. So here we go. The G20 and the COP26. So first off, what the heck is the G20? Well, it's a meeting of 20 countries, and this time they're teaming up in Rome, Italy. The countries attending are the United States, the European Union, Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Britain, Canada, China, France, Germany, India, Indonesia, Italy, Japan, Mexico, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, South Korea, and Turkey. Then right after these meetings is another big meeting in Europe. It's in Glasgow, Scotland, and it's for the COP26 meetings. Since 20 of the countries involved with the COP26 will be at the G20, the G20 is largely being regarded as kind of a warm-up for the COP26, which is specifically about climate change. But whenever a lot of countries with different priorities get together, they bring with them attitudes and conflicts. And this time around, it was 
a lot about uh, or there was, you know, a lot of tension around the French who were, if you guys remember, pissed at us, the U.S., Uh, If you remember, they feel betrayed over the nuclear submarine deal that the U.S. and U.K. made with Australia. So it was set to be an awkward encounter whenever President Macron and President Biden ended up in the same space. But it seems that things have been smoothed over as the two were back to their big smiles and pats on the back. What changed? Well, it seems that the French felt that they needed some concrete assurance that they wouldn't be slighted again in the way that they'd been cut out of a submarine deal that they were in the process of making with the Australians when the UK and US group swooped in. So as a gesture of good faith, Biden agreed to send troops to help France fight growing violent extremism in North Africa. Additionally, Biden publicly acknowledged fault by calling his move clumsy and, quote, not done with a lot of grace, end quote, to reporters. He continues to insist that he believed his staff had communicated with France about this move ahead of time, but it seems that they did not. Regardless, The French seem to accept this as an olive branch, and the two countries are moving forward to tackle bigger problems. Like, oh yeah, saving the world from the imminent climate crisis. So the future of humanity is literally on the line in these meetings at the COP26. There are a lot of handshakes and photos taken, but there's also a lot of real work getting done. So what does that work look like exactly? Well, it has a lot to do with budgets and goal setting and game planning. The G20 almost serves as an accountability group or the COP26 serves as an accountability group for each country's role in slowing emissions. Because leaders can make beautiful promises all day long, but unless those promises are followed up by action, the goals will never be met and our planet will stay doomed. And in the same line of thinking, there will also be a lot of protesters in Scotland in the streets as well, seeking to hold leaders accountable and reminding them at every step what's at stake. And speaking of protesters, the world's most famous climate radical was flocked at the COP26. Greta Thornburg, the Swedish teen activist, hopped off the train in Scotland and was greeted with adoring crowds that just completely engulfed her train. She actually had to be escorted out from the train station by police for her own safety. In case you don't know who she is, Greta is someone who just does not hold back when it comes to climate change. She's a young person who will likely live through more of the effects than we will, and she thinks that powerful countries and companies should be doing a lot more to change the direction we are currently going in. She holds a lot of these powerful nations accountable, like the UK literally last week, 
for how their carbon emissions are being tracked and recounted to the public, among many, many other things. She's really a little warrior for the planet, but she's not without controversy. Obviously, anyone who would rather kick back and not try to be finding solutions to this is not going to be a big fan of Greta's, who is demanding quite the opposite from global leadership, starting out as a literal child. She started the whole school strike for climate concept where hundreds of thousands of students world over basically went on strike from school in order to raise awareness about the seriousness of the climate crisis and the fact that their lives were literally in danger. And for our last bit of this story for today, Biden also stopped in Rome on his way to the G20 slash COP26, and he spoke with the Pope. So this is what I kind of meant as loosely related, because this is kind of a side topic, but, you know, he was over there to attend the G20, but he ended up stopping by the Vatican. So... The G20 started in Rome, like I mentioned, and then moved on to what was the COP26. But while in Rome, Biden took the time to meet with Pope Francis at the Vatican. And this is largely due to all of the controversy surrounding his taking communion. You see, some bishops here in the U.S. would like to see Biden denied communion at mass because of his stance on abortion rights for women. He obviously believes that it is up to the individual woman to choose whether or not to have an abortion, and that's between her and her higher power. However, these Catholic bishops would like to see the laws change in order to prevent abortions entirely and to be in line with Catholic teachings. And like I said, they'd like to see Biden get denied communion over this. But Pope Francis met with him and disagrees. We don't know much about what was said between these two world leaders, but Biden told the press afterward that the Pope told him he was, quote, a good Catholic, end quote, and that he should, quote, keep receiving communion, end quote. So it seems that nothing will change in terms of Biden taking communion because while the bishops might not have to listen to Biden on everything, they certainly have to report to the Pope. (laughs) And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop, tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge, and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. 
But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love News Du Jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh.